Welcome to Full Court Press, the podcast where two basketball fanatics are surprised that Cleveland is currently undefeated. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Felix. You ever wondered where Richard Hamilton got his nickname Rip? <laughs> Nowhere. No? So apparently it's from his father ripping his diapers when he was a baby. <laughs> what? Yeah, bro. Oh, man. The name sounds better than the story. Right? Exactly. It's legendary now. Like, every, like you just call him Rip, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Anyways, Felix, start off with the positive affirmation, brother. So this episode's positive affirmation is, I am worthy of love, kindness, patience, and respect. I keep the people who treat me well close by and repel those who cannot respect my boundaries. Amen. I went fucking deep, right? <laughs> yeah, man. That was so good. That was yeah. so good, bro. So, how were your holidays, man? How was the holidays? How was Christmas? What did you get for your gifts? If you got any, like, how was Christmas, man? Christmas was dope, bro. I mean, I fucking worked on Christmas Eve to 11.30, right? And so Christmas Eve is kind of like uh, for us, for like Spanish people. We celebrate it. So I go between my dad's house and my mom's house. So in the morning, I went just eat lunch with my dad. Boom, went to work. Rushed home just before 12 o'clock. And my family was there. And we just opened presents. You know, we got lit. It was fun. It was fun. How about you? So Christmas Eve, I pretty much, I worked that day. But then I was able to leave a little bit early. So I let, only worked until like around 3 o'clock. Um, and then I dropped off some presents uh, from my dad's and my mom's. And then from there, I came home. Just chilled. But pretty much Christmas Day was really fun. We literally didn't really have a legitimate Christmas tree up. So we just had like some garland lights and mm-hmm. taped them to the wall in the shape of a Christmas tree. Oh, that's and cute. Just opened, yeah, and just opened all of our presents underneath this garland light shape Christmas tree um, that was against our wall <laughs> or taped up to our wall. Yeah. We opened presents and it was it was good. I got I got an like an array of like funky socks oh and nice. people know me yeah and if people know me i love my socks like probably have like 50 60 plus pairs of like random socks <laughs> um with all funky patterns and stuff and then but like my favorite, favorite gift yeah so like my favorite gift man would probably be um what Lindsay got me she got me um kobe bryant's mamba mentality oh that's a good read yeah man do you do you have that book too no, I, I just heard so many great things. My boy actually has it. And he told me so many great things about it. So that's probably my next read. Yeah, man, it's such a it's such a nice book because I remember watching some like late night TV um, interviews with Kobe at the time and his book and that book. And I was like, damn, I really want to get my hands on it. But yeah, no, it's it looks promising. In this episode, we will cover the first week of games in the NBA. And we'll also talk about the passing of the torch and what that means for the league. Is there a next LeBron or who is the next LeBron? And then we're going to slowly end this episode with talking about our favorite go-to signature moves and our full timeout segment. Here we go. The first week of games in the NBA, season opener, you had the Brooklyn Nets and the Warriors. Yep. And then you also had the Lakers. So the Nets and the Warriors, Nets won by, what is that, 26 points, 125 to 99. Lakers and Clippers, 116 to 109. 
was it was it surprising for you to to see that the reigning champs on champ on receiving their rings during that ring ceremony was it surprising that the clippers won i don't know not really like that those are clippers right like that's just, that was the like same thing last season i think they won the first three out of the four meetings right until the until the lakers won the last meeting right I don't know. I, I just felt I don't think it was a, too much of a surprise that Clippers won. Clippers is a good team. They just gotta figure out how to win when it counts in the playoffs, right? I have no doubt they're gonna have a really good regular season and beat like most of the f- best teams in the NBA right now. How about you? Yeah, no, like I was, I was kind, of, I was kind of surprised, but also at the same time, I feel like it was just like how they happened last year, like how it happened last year with yeah. the result. Like the Clippers went off against the Lakers. I believe it was like near the season at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I think they won. The... And, they, and they also, they also won, right? The Clippers won against the Lakers. So it was just like, Ooh, like, you know, but obviously with new coaching staff and Ty Lue, um, them like working the triangle through Kawhi and Paul George dropped 33 that night, Kawhi 26. And then you got some good, you know, role players and contributors in Serge Ibaka and Zubak. No, that was a good, that was a but pretty good game. Paul George went off in that game. He he looked really good. Yeah, thirty three. He won. Yeah. He went. He, he went for thirty three. Um, but yeah, like it's it was it was nice to see like LeBron he was super, he was back super on the floor efficient. too. Oh, yeah. yeah, like with LeBron, man, we were talking about this the other day too. This man can just like turn on and off, you know, the throttle when he wants to. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like he no. dropped twenty two. Anthony Davis got eighteen and seven. Yamantras Hell, like Loki went seventeen and ten. Okay. And Schroeder, yeah, Schroeder did oh my god, this man almost triple double. Yeah, man almost triple double. So <laughs> like 14, 12, and eight. So I don't know. Like we will definitely see how, you know. As the league continues, as the games continue, like who will reign supreme in LA? I'm still gonna stick with LA Lakers. So, um, <laughs> I I think so too. I think they just there's such a different type of team in the playoffs, and it's all because of LeBron, right? All his yeah. fucking years of doing this, right? I think that's that's yeah. the biggest difference maker. They don't. I, I don't know about Kawhi. I don't believe in playoff P. <laughs> So it's gonna it's gonna be a fun matchup. I just can't wait in the playoffs. Yeah, man. Um, the other Christmas game though, um, the Nets and the Warriors. So I was kind of like, I was really excited for this game. Um, I was like, sick. This is the first televised game of the pandemic season, and I was very entertained. Oh yeah, that was a very very fun game. And the Nets. They're looking really scary. And not, yep. only that, not only that opening game, but this week, right? Oh, my God. They look scary. And I do see them winning the East. And because they're not even mid-season form. Kyrie Irving is going off so efficient. He's so efficient. And Cameron Durant looks like he's getting, like, slowly getting back uh, that rhythm, rubbing off that rust off. They look scary. I, I really like this team. And Golden State... You know, it's so hard to replace a, a Clay Thompson. So Edrell Wings is not, not as efficient. Kelly Oubre, the same thing, right? 
Yeah. But once they find that rhythm, I feel like Golden State is going to come into their own. But I feel like they're going to fight for like that lot, that like Mimi's eighth spot too. Man, I'm just looking at these numbers too. Like just from the Nets, Karis LeVert ended it with 20 points, nine rebounds, and five assists off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, because Karis LeVert's going to get his numbers. He's going to get like more than 15 points a game. So if he hits 20 and that squad is like, and, and if, if Kyrie's not hot or Katie's not hot, and even like Joe Harris is pretty streaky for a three point shooter, Bro, but you still have, got Karis LeVert. So you know, they have uh, my boy, Shamit. Yeah, he did pretty well too. Yo, bro, I I totally forgot he was on that team. So when I was watching that game, like, oh shit, they have this guy. <laughs> Yo, they have a lot of firepower, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, man, it's really good. But even still, like you know, after that, so that was just for the season opener, right? Yeah. Um, with the other teams that played this week. Including including Christmas Day, you can include Christmas Day games too. Which team kind of surprised you, or which player surprised you? Ooh, I have a. Maybe I'm not surprised because they can do it on a nightly basis. I was just surprised how often they were doing it this whole week, right? The Pelicans, mm-hmm. Brandon mm-hmm. Ingram, bro, Brandon Ingram almost dropped a triple double against our Raptors, and he's been shooting like twenty. I think he scored twenty eight points what and twenty four. Another twenty plus point on a, on a third game. He's he he's gonna look like he's gonna make the All Star team, but he's a silent killer. Like I think people forget he's on that team because of Zion. But even yo, even Zion had a really good week. He had like one game thirty two and ten or something like that. And he's doing it. He's bullying people in the paint. I, I love the, yo. I love the Pelicans. Even that Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. You you saw the game right? Where he's just more. Uh, carefree now. Like I think he's just every time he has an open shot, he's gonna shoot it, even if he miss. Yeah, man, and that's only because and he's aggressive, um, he's more it, aggressive. Yeah, and in an interview, I think it was probably like an interview or post uh, post conference after like a game or after they won that game against us against the Raptors. Yeah. Um, JJ Redick, I think, replied saying, "Yeah, whenever Lonzo gets the ball, I tell him to fucking shoot that shit or something like that." Yeah, like, no, he... to stop passing up shots and just take them you know he has the ability to do it like i'm just i can't wait when he gets his rhythm i want to see okay, he compliments zion and and ingram so well like mm-hmm. I, I just wait for his rhythm but for me the game of the game of the week i will say was the home opener for boston and milwaukee Ooh, ooh, Bro, yeah man that game was fucking amazing and then Jason Tatum hit that three in front of Giannis, bro. Yo, that's man's looking like a young mamba, yo. <laughs> but uh, and then Giannis had a tie, had a chance to fucking tie it up, and he choked. He missed one free throw. You know, like it showed me, yo, Jason Tatum's up and coming, bro. Actually, for scratcher, he's he's showing that he's here. You know, yeah, man. And it, it's, yeah. it's so fun to watch. So fun to watch. With this game, with the Bucks and Celtics, I'm gonna add on with it real quick and just say, Giannis will be getting his numbers again. Like I don't think I think it's kind of safe to say that like, like this dude could well, is gonna be 30 plus again, and 30 plus points maybe depending on the squad he's playing against, obviously. But he did 35 and 13, 
His buddy, Chris Middleton, won 27 and 14, 14 rebounds. Yeah. Almost a triple-double. He had eight assists. And then you also had Drew Holiday going for 25 points. I think that addition of Drew Holiday has been real good in terms of spacing the floor now because you have, like, a really small dude playing guard, right, on the floor. And Dante DiVincenzo is also a decent defender. He's not, like, an okay defender, but, like, he's pretty good. Um, But having Drew Holiday, you don't – he's, like – if you had a, if you had to guard him, like, would you rather have him drive or have him shoot? And the thing is, neither, because as a defender, he's gonna he's gonna draw the defense. The defense yeah. is gonna collapse, right? So that leaves Chris Middleton to hit those threes. Yeah. That leaves Giannis a, a, like a wide open like hook shot, right, or jump hook. So I think that game was so good, but it's just it just goes to show that, um, yeah, Jason Tatum was so clutch in that moment, oh, but yeah. also. Like Giannis choked, so I feel like this is gonna haunt him still. I think Yo, after yeah. missing that free throw, he was pretty much man. Like in retrospect, had, yeah, sorry, in retrospect, he had like he lot he he choked there, and then he just lost, he got slapped by twenty points with the Knicks. You know, so I think he just he's not happy about that that first week for sure. Yeah. Um. Other games though that happened throughout the week was that Hornets and Cavs game. I really like this game for for a number of reasons. Go ahead. Um, first of all, Terry Rozier went off for forty two points for the Hornets. Oh, yeah, man. So I was just like, damn. Okay, like give him the ball. And Gordon here, we're just still getting his twenty eight. So that's pretty cool. And also, you know, Devonte Graham is getting his double double of ten and ten right now. Devonte Graham. He should he should have won that MIP last year. Over Ingram? Huh? Over Ingram? No, no. Yeah, oh no, he should have been nominated. It should have been nominated. He was not nominated, remember? Yeah, he didn't get... Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's what I meant. But you know, he had a really good case against Ingram, though. So you can't lie about that. No, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had a really good case. I will still probably give him the edge, but it's not not that crazy as it sounds, right? But he's showing why he should have won that last year, man. Yeah, Terry Rozier still, he just, he pulled up because Lomelo didn't show show up, you know? He, that, was yeah. a really, that was a bad first game for him, but he bounced back the second game. So yeah, just looked, like his brother, just like Lonzo when he started. Yeah, he, he's going to look like a streaky player until he finds his rhythm. I don't know if he's going to hit that rookie wall. You know, some hits, some doesn't. He might, but but you know what I mean? Let's see how he gets over it, though. But you know what? I'm gonna eat my words because Anthony Edwards kind of surprised me this week too. Mm. He did surprise me. He did pull up this week. He did. He kind of showed me that okay, it might work. And I like to be proven wrong, so I'll take that. He impressed me. Okay, my funny, my funny game that I watched, or like the funny game that I watched, was probably at the end of uh, the Kings and the Nuggets in overtime. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, just because like, run, buddy, run. And like, you know, buddy, he'll just like gets off the court, <laughs> you know. Um, My rookie, Tyrese Halliburton, went for 12 and 4. You like obviously not that great. Um, I The thing is, right now, I don't, obviously don't think he's going to get enough touches on the ball. Because yeah. you have Darren Fox there. Yeah. Um, Right. Um, And even Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes. So it's just like, okay, cool. You can play off these three dudes. And I think Tyrese will end up getting his, 
you know, hopefully he'll get more than 15 or 17 points a game, considering he played 30 minutes against Denver. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you win some, you dim some, right? <laughs> um, pretty much, yeah. Like, even Michael Porter Jr. also did pretty good, too. He was pretty impressive against the game and uh, against that game against the Kings. Yeah. He was good against the Kings. So, for you, um, you, you fantasy lovers, you see Jokic line 29 oof. points, 14 assists, 15 rebounds. That's like every fantasy owner's dream. Yeah. And look, he's playing full. Him and Gary Harris played both 42 minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's the Joker's like unstoppable. He, and he, you know what? He makes it look so easy all the time. I think the game is really coming slow to him. You know, just like how LeBron, like how yeah, yeah, he he's his vision's fucking crazy. But uh, who impressed me actually this whole week? I, I'm not, I'm not surprised, but he's showing what we thought. Trey Young, mm. he had a mm-hmm. really good week, man. Thirty-seven points, his opening uh game, and then he just kept going. Like yeah, he 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 got thirty six points his next game against against Jaw. That was a good matchup too. Because remember, mm-hmm. I asked you Trey or or Jaw, and, and you picked Trey, and boom, he had your back. Yeah, man, I'm telling you right now, Trey Young is he's going to he's not going to revolutionize the three point line. Because Steph Curry did that, yeah, right. Yeah. But he's going to. I feel he's going to make players that are probably in elementary school right now, possibly even high school. If you're playing that guard position, he's going to make them want to do a nutmeg, <laughs> practice nutmegging, and practice putting that ball between your legs in transition. Because it's so fun to watch him play. Because I he's unpredictable, right? And as a guard, I feel like you should have that. Um, set depending of even if you're like a scoring guard like curry or whoever but yeah yeah trey young is he impressed me he did 36 points he had nine assists that game um accompanied with three rebounds in 35 minutes against the grizzlies that was really good so yeah man i i am very excited for trey i think he has a really bright future in this league you can play i'd say i'd say no more than 15 plus probably you know he did surprise me because I actually, uh, with that draft with Trey Young and Luka Doncic, I had a, I used to work with a buddy of mine and he was just advocating about Trey, like all the time, all the time, all the time. He kept saying that Trey was better than Luka. I'm like, nah, nah, chill, relax. But I didn't think his game was going to translate well to to the NBA because I thought he was just small. I thought he was going to get pushed around. I thought that he would be easy to, to figure out how to defend. But he fucking impressed me. I eat my words on that one too. Like he, he's. I think he's revolutionizing the game as as term like as a very small guard. He's he's fucking tiny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he he surprised me, and I'm you know what? I'm happy about that. I like to have that comparison now, like Luca or Trey. You know, those two have really bright future. Yeah, man. And also, it was also nice to also see um, the Suns and the Mavs. And Phoenix Suns whooped yeah. your Mavs team. Yeah. The first meeting. Yep, yep, by four, yep. Just by four points. But, like, you know, Luka obviously got his numbers. 32. Eight rebounds, five assists. You know? And everybody else was pretty much in double figures on that team except for Trey Burke. 
Willie Colley Stein and Josh Green. So like you could tell he's like not an individual player and he's playing for the team. He's a team basketball um type of guy, definitely. And he shares the rock. And I think that's important. But if you were to look at Phoenix Suns and see how the, and see how they distributed the ball, seeing like role players in Cameron Payne and Langston Galloway. Yeah. You know, getting eleven points each. And even Cam Johnson, man. Cam Johnson. Like, I really like this Phoenix Sun squad. I really do. And I think just having Chris Paul, Devin Booker on the wing by like just being guards up there and, and running that pick and roll play with DeAndre Ayton, I think that's like so nice to see. Um yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited. They they're really fun. I I, I think they'll make it up there maybe six i won't be surprised i really won't but uh do you even like any of the christmas games did i like any of the christmas games yeah like because here like honestly most of them were blowouts yeah merry christmas (laughs) (laughs) yeah like the bucks and the warriors right 138 to 99 fuck bro miami heat look everyone almost won 20 points average you know Mm-hmm. but yeah none of the games were entertaining for me it was just i didn't really like it. i just cut just christmas day kind of opened my eyes with the broken nets just how scary how scary they can be because they're scary now imagine uh playoff time or like the yeah, man. how they're gonna finish the season with the rhythm because Kyrie irving has been fucking shooting efficiently too man he's going to his spots He's get he's getting to his pots, yeah. I think people forgot that <laughs> he has those fucking handles, yo. Fuck. But no, like this week, this week is interesting because <laughs> like you have like Cleveland, Orlando going three and zero, Atlanta three and zero, Pacers two, right? Yeah, the Pacers, man, the Pacers. TJ Warren is not he's not done yet. I know he left I the bubble, and like he's not done. He did he he got twenty three three and six. Against the Bulls. I actually got scared about this guy because, well, first game, you only had, like, seven points or, like, five points. Oh, shit. It was only TJ Warren good in the bubble, right? But then he pulled up next game. I'm like, okay, good. Like, I didn't want his, you know, I didn't want him to lose momentum. (laughs) Yeah, I I want another Jimmy Jimmy Butler versus TJ Warren moment. (laughs) But, yo, Sabonis is not disappointing, obviously. And... I think he's one of those forwards in the league right now. Power forward that's like very, very underlooked and underrated. Um, oh, yeah. He's super underrated. He's a sleeper. He's... If you're playing fantasy, if you have a fantasy league, pick up this dude. Oh, For man. real. I should have picked him up. I didn't. You should have picked him up, bro. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. I'm a stats guy, bro. Julius Randle's been impressing me <laughs> in the New York <laughs> Knicks. But he's good, though. He's He's dropping like 25. It's crazy, man. And OKC too with the Shy Alexander with that game winner. That was mm, tough. Yeah, that was tough. and he's he's he said he's exactly doing what you said. He's gonna be leading the team and scoring and probably the assist. You know, so it's gonna be fun to watch, especially for me because he's on my fantasy team. So on Boxing Day on the twenty sixth, yeah, Shy Shy went like Shy was so good game winner. Going, Game winner, yeah. And that was a really good game winner. He read that perfectly. He had the guy on skates. He's like, oh, I'm pulling up now, fam. 
But yeah, okay, this is why, like, OKC's okay, it's like if it's being led, if the off if the offense is being led by Shy, and um, you know, Baisley did pretty good, Dort did really good, but then George Hill like dropped twenty one. He's not gonna get twenty a game, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. He's not. He's gonna get between like twelve and eighteen. If he gets twenty one, it's probably from like a streaky three or from the like a three point play or whatever. Um but I could see why George Hill is now like one of those players in the league that is like a decent asset to have on your roster. You know? Because he's a plug and play. Like he's someone you just like put in on the floor. Um really good on the on the uh, defensive end, but is a very streaky player. Like he's like George Hill is like the Patty Mills of this Thunder squad, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's you know? a good comparison. Yeah. So like it's like I'm happy to see that Shy is is distributing the ball. Yeah. And it's 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 so it's so refreshing to see and to and to know that he's Canadian, that's also be something to be very very proud of. Yes sir. So go so go Canada. LOL. <laughs> and yeah man. So like these games this week was pretty good. Wait, they were pretty were you, good. Were you are you so what team are you surprised? Cuz I'm like what surprised me is that Washington Wizards are 0 and 3. I thought they could have snatched maybe two games this week, boy. Telling yeah. you, I'm telling you what I said last episode, bro. I know, no, but I still, I still believe they're gonna be okay, man. <laughs> no, well, either that or Russell Russell gonna average a triple double easily <laughs> another time for this season, you know, like fourth time, I think. Because what he's averaging 18, 13, and 13. Hmm? That's like a fantasy team, like climax you know what i'm saying like everyone wants that too <laughs> i was actually kind of looking forward to the bulls like were you obviously it was obviously it was like kind of if not more so expected that they were gonna lose their first couple of games but at the same time i was just like hopeful i'm like damn yo zach levine's gonna get his 20 like i remember last year when i was doing fantasy i picked up Larry Markinen and he dropped like thirty plus points in his own in the um, opener game. I had him last year too. Yeah, so I was just like, damn, I want, I want, I want him to step up. He's really got to step up. But he's kind of disa- He's also injury yeah. prone. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, that sucks because it just derails you so much, especially when you're young, right? Yeah, but yeah, but you know, other than that, because no one, no one went over twenty that game. Like the ball was distributed properly, but at the same time, it's just like, like, I feel like every person, every every person in one team throughout the league, or every player in one team throughout the league, will have someone to to be a star and average twenty. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not like mad. I'm not mad that no one did against on the Bulls team against the Pacers, um, but I th- I still think they're still trying to figure out, like. Who is the guy? I'm sure it's Zach Levine, but at this point, it's it's really wishy washy for them. Like I really, I I really do hope they do something throughout the season before trade deadline. Um, but I don't know what they do. I don't know either, but I'm not really surprised they're zero and three. I don't think they have the pieces, or like maybe another year or two. Maybe Kobe White will develop really nice, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really surprised. But the only thing I'm surprised, Clippers. Well, I'm not. Well, yeah, I'm kind of surprised. 
Oh, you know who I'm surprised with, bro? Christian Wood. No, I'm not surprised. He, he He's getting his touches. The Marcus Cousins is not even there, so he's going to be the one getting the rebounds. And he played really well with James Harden. And, you know, say what you say about James Harden, but fuck. This guy, <laughs> he can pull up and score 40 on you any any day. Doesn't matter what what he did the day before. That's fucking crazy. But he's also acting like a diva. Side note. That's a super side note. But... <laughs> But Christian Wood really did play well off James Harden. And he was just, he's a very, like, he runs up and down, bro. He's ready. Yeah, man. 31 points. 31? Yeah, 31 points. Fuck, I thought it was 25. Nah, 31 points, 13 rebounds. Yeah. In 44 minutes. He played the whole game almost. He's the only person, he played more, he played a minute, he played one minute more than Harden. Yeah, because he's only big. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, right? I think when Demarcus Cousin comes back, I think he's gonna steal those minutes. But, but yeah, but Clippers lost. My my surprise also was Clippers losing by fifty. I was fucked. Okay, so let's quickly talk now of this question of the passing of the torch in this topic. Like, who do you think will be next after LeBron? Is it somebody currently in the league? Is it? You think it's somebody or like a high school kid that we haven't seen yet or the world hasn't seen it yet or a college prospect at all? Like, who do you think will be next after LeBron? Because if we're going to break down through like decades and stuff, if he's, he started with like 60s and the 60s, it could be like Bill Russell or Wilt. In the 70s, could be like Kareem. And then in the 80s, it's like Bird and Magic. In the 90s, it's Jordan. 2000s, you could argue between Kobe and Shaq. I'd say Kobe. 2010s obviously lebron so with the 2020 era among us beginning of the new decade where do you think or who do you think um has that next that next status of who's the next goat era i guess or the passing of this torch who do you think you would that would go to it's so hard because you're saying sort of a decade right because obviously LeBron did it for 10 years right but I know, but like we also saw their development as a player. Like there was, it was one of those things where like when he got drafted and he played against the Kings in his first rookie game or yeah, his yeah. first NBA game, I think he like averaged like he he scored I think like sixteen. Oh no, 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 but like he he met all expectations. He actually uh, went beyond that. Now I'm just saying in terms where because LeBron is super rare to have longevity, right? So he's just coming off, right? Maybe retired, maybe one or two years. You can't say yeah. Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant is already old. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree with Maybe that. Maybe he can dominate the first few years in in, in 2020, like the, the, this decade, but it's just too old. Giannis should be in the running, but same thing. Like, unless he gets that jumper and he's that X factor in the playoffs where, where it counts, I want to still say him, but he is a dominant person, right? Like how you said, like Shaq, was, Shaq and Kobe, you picked Kobe. Shaq was super dominant. So I think he's going to keep on that role. So if I had to pick, I'll pick my boy Luca, Because, you know, mm-hmm. so obviously people think probably Zion, right? Yeah. Uh, he's good. I mean, it's hard to pick between him and Luca, but I think Luca just has that experience. And he's just probably waiting for, I'm telling you, when Przingis comes back and he's healthy, that's going to be a whole different math squad. It's going to be so much easier for Luca to dominate. So I think I'll put the edge over Zion. 
because I hopefully I think Zion stays healthy because that's a lot of like just now you see J- uh, John Morant hurting his ankle, right? He has mm-hmm. explosiveness, and now look at Zion, who's a much bigger person, weighs more. I'm scared that he's gonna get injured, right? It won't be the same, like you know, like Derrick Rose, right? Because I told, like I said again, fucking LeBron's James body is made of like fountain of youth. <laughs> you know, man doesn't fucking get injured. <laughs> so like you it's super rare. That's why I'm super skeptic with Zion. Let's see how it goes, but it could be argued between those two though, for sure. How about you? Okay. So you're saying Luca, so far in his career, he's doing um he's averaging twenty four point seven points per game, eight point five rebounds per game, seven point three assists per game, one steal per game, and almost around one block a game. And he's not yo, bro, he's not even He's in his prime. He's not even in his prime. <laughs> so, imagine. Just fucking imagine. So, what about you? I'm actually going to say, like, I first of all, I agree with you what you said about Kevin Durant. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say a quick, quick honorable mes- mentions. Some honorable mentions so people don't get mad if they do. Um, AD. Because what he's because what he's doing career wise is like twenty five and ten, which is pretty impressive. But the thing is, I don't see him as like the face of the league. I was like the next person to carry, you know, the torch. No, I also don't see Kawhi. I think Kawhi is like is just like a hurdle in front of LeBron right now. If it was in terms of like, remember, ever watch that video from when um, Kawhi is with the Spurs and yeah, LeBron was at the Heat and then Kawhi checked in. Yeah, and LeBron said, oh, and LeBron's just like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So like, when you have a great person saying, ah, oh, crap, it's just like, damn, I don't want to play against you right now because I know what you can do, right? But you know what? So, you know he's, how so he's, he's, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, you know how you said like Shaq and Kobe was in, in the two thousands, and then you, you still have Tim Duncan, right? And he's super, mm-hmm. you, know, you can also argue about this guy, only in those that, those years too. Exactly. But yeah. I think Kawhi Leonard is like a Tim Duncan. He's a very silent factor. He has his accolade, accolades. So, but I don't think he'll ever be the face of the league, right? I don't. I don't yeah. even think he he wants it, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they still go on. So my my person that I think are like the guy I think that may be the face of the league. You may be surprised at this, or you may not be. We'll see. I'm saying Giannis. I don't. I'm not surprised because people will say Giannis too, but I don't know, man. Unless he gets a jumper, a mid-range. That's what I mean. And But the thing is, his resume, obviously, he's been in the league a little bit, like, a lot longer than, or a couple years longer than Luka. But Was he's right now, yeah, 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 right? 2012, 2013, I think? Yeah, or 2014? Like Not quite sure, right? I have to no, look it up. Anyway. Sure. Um, but yeah, like, Giannis's resume, he's already got two MVPs. He's one defensive player of the year. Um, two straight seasons, he took the Bucks to the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. He's also won a Most Improved Player Award. Like, this guy's just getting better and better. His game is... We're watching his game transform as he grows, as he gets... Because, you know? He's kind of having, like, that LeBron transition. Exactly. Know? Exactly. I feel you on that. Don't worry. Okay. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not, like, crazy surprised. I just don't think he's the difference maker in the playoffs. Like after the second round, when you're actually facing, 
tougher opponents, right? And you see him well, struggle. We will, we will, de- yeah, that's fair. But I feel like we'll definitely see um, like, either Luca or Giannis winning a ring, I'd say, within the next five years. Okay, I'll be happy if either of them wins, but I'll be too, way more static for Luca. Yeah, because if you think about it too, like you think about the greats. If you think about Michael Jordan, he had to get through the bad boy Pistons, right? Yeah. And then the bad boy Pistons with Isaiah Thomas, before he became a champion, he had to get through uh, Larry Bird. Yeah. Right? So like there's always been like a hurdle of somebody that, you know, you, you came into the league. But there's like... You're like a rookie or a sophomore a couple years in and like you're really, really good. But then it's just like you know what this is just a, this is just temporary. Like I can lose these playoffs right now in my career, or whatever. Obviously, they're not thinking that. But some people or some players may think that's just like normal. It's just but, like oh, you know what? I got to get over this, and then you know what? I will eventually make it to the NBA Finals and potentially win a ring. But go ahead. What are you gonna say? No, but like, but you really think so? What's the hurdle for Giannis? I can name a bunch LeBron. of hurdles for for Luca, but what's the hurdle for Giannis? LeBron. But he hasn't even reached the finals yet, bro. His for the past few years, he's just his own hurdles himself. The teams he found he was easily defended in the playoffs, like against the Raptors, right? And against last year with with the with, with the Miami, right? It's like he could have gone to the finals at least one of those years, you know, especially that year with the when they lost to our Raptors, right? So, yeah. I mean, right now you could say KD and Kyrie is his could would be his hurdle, but those years before, I don't know, man. I think he he had a golden opportunity to go up there, but he couldn't capitalize it. Right? At least LeBron took his team in the 2007 Finals against the San Antonio Spurs. They got you know swept, but who cares? You want that young bringing your team up there? So I do have high hopes for Giannis, though. I I think he's working on his jumper. If he does, it's going to change everything. It's going to change yeah. everything. Like, if it ever goes back to the point where the notion of you need a dominant center or a dominant big man to win a championship, I think it'll just make more players coming to the league or those that are playing college ball or high school actually practice and get into the motion of footwork in, the, in like their low post game or working on a low post game. Yeah. You know, um, because the thing is, obviously, Giannis is a huge dude and he's pretty much had the ability. Same with Luca. Uh, they have the uh, not the ability, but the privilege to watch all these guys before them. So it's just like, OK, watching all the film and just watching footwork and watching offensive tendencies and, and defensive tactics and how to apply that to their game, like to have a Giannis lead the break come on bro you can't stop that freight train no you can't like if 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 i was a defender and i had two guys coming up to me on a fast break in transition like and you had to guard either luca or Giannis, who would you guard like who do you think you can stop luca but right and therefore i can't I can't. I can't stop Giannis. I wouldn't be able to stop Giannis. But you're talking about fast break. I'm talking about like half set defense, bro. In the playoffs, nobody could have stopped. 
the Clippers couldn't even stop Luka, bro. That's just Clippers had a better team. Luka ate in that playoff series. All right? So if he had a better team, I do will count him in every championship contention. But fuck it. You see it time and time again where Giannis can't go past like a certain set of defense. They build the wall because he can't shoot. And you can live and die by that. You know? That's true. Until until he gets a jump shot. Like a decent one. At least someone at least like enough for someone to fear, right? That you can't give him that shot. It just changes the whole game for him. And his for not for himself, but for his team. He's gonna get double team more, right? Okay. I have a theory here. Go ahead. All right. I still I choose Giannis, but if it's not Giannis, I will agree with you and say that it is Luca. And this is why. If you're looking at just the question of like who do you think will end up getting the torch after LeBron in terms of being the face of the league. And if you look at the past with Magic and Bird and Jordan and Kobe, they were never alone. They've always had at least one Hall of Famer on their team. Okay. Kobe had Shaq. Yeah. And Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol, obviously. But like, yeah, like Kobe had Shaq. Jordan had Pippen. Bird literally had his almost the entire squad is our hall of famers now obviously and then lebron wade and bosh yeah yeah so like you have star like big star players are gonna be potential hall of famers or are already hall of famers and i feel like being that face of the league or being having being that star um that superstar cannot win a championship or have that goat um um what do you call this that goat label on them without another player, like another player. So when you said earlier about like, if Chris Stapps is good, do you think that would, yeah. Yeah. Do you think, do you think Chris Stapps can deliver that potential partnership for Luca, the way that Kobe had with Shaq or Pippen had with, um, with Jordan and all those other guys. If I had to compare, it would be more like a Kobe and, and Powell, because because it's just because you know Chris Kristoff has a fucking crazy outside range, and mm-hmm. it's it's all circumstantial because I just he never proves to be healthy, you know, and if he does stay healthy, yeah, fuck, I think they can dominate easily, and they're gonna have and trust me, Mark Cuban will pay for to bring the best help they can get, so. Yeah, if, if it's just circumstantial, he just gotta be healthy, and they have a really good shot. Watch, watch when they come when he comes back. Just watch. They're gonna prove me right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Okay, so pretty much we both think that you think it's Luca, and I think it's Giannis. But still, there's still a case for Zion. He just we haven't seen a full season yet, but he looks good early on. So. I just don't know if he can deliver. I don't know. We'll see. He's got to lose weight, bro. Yeah. Because right now, like, they're also saying how, um, I think it was even last season. Yeah. Like, he's like, they remind him of Chuck, of uh, Charles Barkley mm-hmm. and how he be and how he entered the league. So, like, maybe in his fifth or sixth season, maybe even, his, even like, in his seventh, seventh year, he'll be, you know more talked about but that's the thing now obviously with social media and stuff 
It's just they have more. There's more accessibility for an athlete. Yeah, you know they they basically crowned him the unofficial next LeBron. So he already comes in with high expectation. Mm-hmm. Let's see if he can deliver. Right? Not not a lot of people can deliver like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So with that in mind, let's also now talk quickly about like your go-to signature move if you're playing a basketball game. Or like, not even if you're playing the basketball game, but of like of all time, like what do you think are some signature moves from like one or two players or what have you that you think, or even a general signature move in basketball that you think is like unstoppable or hard to guard or yeah. Uh, well, my number one with the Dirk, the Dirk lean, <laughs> the fadeaway, his fucking one leg fadeaway, seven foot bro, who can guard that? You know, nobody. And I don't think he, I think he hardly got blocked. Like, not once. Like, it's super unguardable. And he, he, like, if, if you, if you were to compare, like, the um, eras, would you say that, like, Dirk's fadeaway is unstoppable, just like Kareem's skyhook? And the fact that, like, they can get that shot up and they're so tall, they're over seven feet? Yeah, 100%. Like I said, like, I don't think he ever got blocked. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure he did, but like very rare. And he perfected it, bro. Oh my god, you saw it in the that that incredible 2011 run. Oh yeah, man. You saw it, man. Yeah. Nobody can fucking yeah. stop him. He he isn't when he was playing with in the early years, like the early like mid 2000s, like early mid with Steve Nash and him. Even when Steve Nash left and he fucking won MVP, bro. He was ripping it every fucking time on the floor, man. That guy fucking dominated. <laughs> and you know, people, it sneaked up. He got 30,000, right? And you know what? It's, yeah. not, it's not surprising if you really look how you, how you fucking dominate that, those seasons with that fucking one-legged fadeaway. And you said to pick two, right? So, so yeah, pick, you can pick. So you have, you have your, your move, like your player move or your, your signature move that um, you like in the NBA from your player. But like, an overall signature move. Like, what do you think is like the unstoppable one that you would use in a game? Or, you know who I I'll say, uh, you might be surprised, but Durant's Hezzy. Oh, okay. His fucking Hezzy's, bro. You can't stop that man. It's almost as good as uh, Melo's Hezzy. Well, I mean, Melo's Hezzy's was fucking amazing too, but Kevin Durant was just more. It's more efficient with the Hezzy's, man. Fucking amazing! Yeah, he's more. Kevin Durant's more uh, like more efficient in general. And more in general, yeah. And like even his footwork is, I think his footwork is a lot better than Carmelo's. I think Carmelo when he takes that hezzy, it's more so of like, um, you can literally read that. Yeah, his you eyes, know just, you know, he tippy toes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so different. Yeah. His hezzy, his hezzy, then he tippy toes. Like <laughs> you know, he does a little fast little tippy toe shit. He does, but <laughs> yeah, he goes and yeah, then he just you know up. yeah, but yeah, Durant. His hezzy, he takes one fucking big ass stride. He's almost at the fucking basket. <laughs> That's the difference. That's why I think mm-hmm. it's more more unstoppable for the for Durant, and he can pull up deep too. He can he can and he showed in in the finals, you know, twice. That's true. That's true. Years. I think it's unstoppable. No one can block that. Your turn. Okay. Name your yeah. Team. With with my favorite signature move from a player in the league, I'd actually have to say. 
of all time for me it'd probably be like the dream shake yeah okay I, that was up there for me too like i like the dream shake especially because i don't know man i've always like playing basketball i've always played a, like small guy i i like I, I can never i never thought that i like i could drive into the paint i can i can post up as a guard yeah and then you know um but as I kept on playing more basketball and watching more basketball games and like reading up on basketball and just having an appreciation of the game and then just watching some footage of like how Hakeem, you know, mastered that footwork in the post. It's just remarkable because it's just he's taking the footwork of a guard and then applying that to the low post. And it's just like you can't you can't stop this dude. Bro. Like, like by the time he and, he and he has a decent like 18 foot shot so like he he's like a shooting big he could shoot like baseline yeah and it's still and it's so clean you know but the thing is it's he's so so quick and he moves like a guard like he was like pretty much he's quick like a cat bro i'm telling you yeah bro. exactly yeah he, he gets everyone that shake and you know what sorry to cut you off but you know when people seek him for footwork i think yeah lebron seeked him all the big men, they seek him, bro. They seek him for the footwork. And, you know, you don't have to be a, a, a big man, too. Right? But, yo, it's a privilege to learn from him. That's fucking great. Like, he fucking mastered that shit down. He was fucking, yeah. he, was giving, he was giving the works to Shaq. You know? Yeah, yeah. Even Dwight Howard, I think, at some point, like, um, in his career, like, middle of his career or like just a little bit before or after his NBA finals appearance against the Lakers. Um he did he did some work with Hakeem as well. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of my um in terms of my go to signature move if I were in the game I'm gonna say you may be surprised at this, but the pump fake. Who's pump fake? No, just a general pump fake. If I'm playing in a game, a pump fake. You know who does that really would be good. Me. I like it, but you know who you know who does really good pump fakes? Kobe. Cool. Oh yeah, man. He maneuvered his body. Because yeah. you said like uh go to move like Kobe's bank uh pump fakes. Yo. He mastered that. He got to his spot still. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, because a pump fake is so it's so you could utilize it in every single way on the court. Like uh, after you pump fake, you can either pass the ball, you can either dribble, you, you can know, either shoot. You know who does that a lot? In the, like right now, who plays in the game? Go for it, DeRozan. Uh, that's DeRozan's go-to move, man. You know when he's in the post, he's just posting up, turns around, pump fake, gets a defender in the air, boom, foul. Boom. Yeah. All right. That was like, the contact, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He did that, and, and I think he's like the predecessor to Wade because Wade did that a lot too. Yeah, Wade did that so well, though. Yep. Yeah, he did that. He sold that too because his feet were like, like his legs and his feet were like pretty much pointing in a ninety degree angle in the air, and the ref just blows the yep. whistle. Like, yeah, he he put himself in that position, you know. It's, it's, he did that really well too, but I'm telling you, the Rosen is the predecessor to like right now. From Dwayne Wade. Yeah. You think so? Who? 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 Who right now? I mean, at one point... Well, okay, I guess, like, right now. But, like, 
Man, he was trying to take all his individual plays from like the like all at least his individual moves from like the Kobe playbook at one point when he was with the Raptors. Yeah. But it wasn't working out for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Raptors, um, what do you think uh what do you think of our of our squad so far, man? I don't know. I wasn't surprised. I mean, like I I didn't have any like surprise. I told you like you said, I think you had them going fifth or fourth in the conference. I said they'll be lucky to even make six, and I think they're gonna be fighting for the last spot. Because I, I, I just only see them as like a, this is a de- developmental year, you know. I really do think Siakam's gonna develop. I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna still make the playoffs, but I just don't. They're they. I think they took a big step back for title contention. Still, I think I yeah. I think what we should do, or I think what the Raptors should do, is have that, um, have that streak and mentality of what Greg Popovich had, starting in ninety seven, ninety eight. I think, of like just being that regular season team, that just makes the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I I don't think they're gonna get fifty wins, you know, or like, or anything like that. I just think. But just 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 to qualify and like yeah. contend, yeah. you know what I mean. All the time, they're just gonna be always there, one piece away all the time, one piece away. Because I told you, I think he they were really banking on Giannis, and I don't think they're gonna hold Kyle Lowry next year. And yeah, mm. they really are just gonna go with a young core, like Freddie, yeah. Siakam, OG. They can pull up Norm in there too, right? Yeah, I don't know, yo. It's gonna some. Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. So I'm, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna look for the, the developments. That's the only thing I'm looking for for the Raptors. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like I said before, like I'm, I'm excited for Malachi Flynn. I think he's, he's probably gonna get touches next year or something because he ain't getting no minutes from Freddie or, or Laurie. No, that's fair. But like with that being said, like look from the past couple of years of when. When when OG was on our squad, yeah, he didn't, you know, and I like look at him flourish as a like you know as a as a good player in terms of defense and I think he's favorite and, to win most improve. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised. I, I didn't even consider it. I wouldn't be surprised because he's a That's sleeper. A, yeah, yeah, man. Okay, so we're gonna end off this episode with this segment called Full Timeout. Um, Felix, take it away. All right, so. Uh, I'm just gonna keep going with the the punches here. So this one is about signature moves, like okay. this or that, right? Like I like last time, I don't want to fucking say mm mm. I don't want to know five seconds. It's the first thing that comes to your head, okay? Okay. All right. So count me down. Three, two, one, go. Magic no look pass or Jason Kidd's bounce pass. Magic no look. Dirk fadeaway or Tim Duncan's bank shot. Tim Duncan's Banks shot. Dream Shake or Skyhook? Dream Shake. Tim Hardaway crossover or Darren Williams crossover? Oh, Tim Hardaway. AI's crossover or Kyrie's? Ooh, AI's, AI's. MJ fadeaway or Kobe? MJ. Peyton to camp alley-oops or Chris Paul to Blake Griffin alley-oops? LCP to Blake Griffin. Mm. Manu Eurostep or Harden Eurostep? Manu, bro. Harden step back or Lucas? Harden. Steph Curry floaters or Tony Parker's? Tony Parker's. 
Rondo behind the back pass or Steve Nash? Rondo behind the back. What? LeBron chase down block or Mutombo finger wag? Oh, chase down block by LeBron. What? Okay. Shaq black tornado dunks or VC dunks? VC dunks. Oh, but come on. Okay, okay. Duran Hezzy or Melo Hezzy? Duran Hezzy. Nash assists in general or Jason Kidd's assists? Ooh, Jason Kidd's. Oh my god. Rodman rebounds. <laughs> Let me say that again. I don't know. <laughs> That's not a so fucking weird. <laughs> I feel like I talk like a dog. <laughs> <You're> a dog. <laughs> Uh, oh. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this in. <laughs> it's like... Go ahead, go for it, bro. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, uh, Rodman rebounds or wait, wait, fuck, I did it again. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, Rodman's rebounds or Ben Wallace's rebounds? Ooh, Rodman. Nash and Amari pick and roll or Stockton and Malone? Ooh, Stock- uh, Stockton and Malone. Oh, okay, okay, fine. Uh, you know the Richard Hamilton behind, like around the world free throw ritual? Oh, okay. Or Jason Kidd's kiss free throw? Oh, I like Rip Hamilton's free throw. Okay. Routine. Okay. Well, this is a good one. Any of Jamal Crawford's, you know, his hop step, like his hop step behind oh. the back layup. Yeah. Or Jason Williams' elbow pass. Jamal Crawford's. All right. And last but not least, Lance Stevenson celebration or J.R. Smith's celebration? <laughs> J.R., bro. J.R. Lance is a troll. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wasn't one minute. But like I said, who the fuck is counting? Thank you so much, guys, for listening to Full Court Press. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace out. Hey, Tom.